1: Another episode of No Other <laughs> Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always with my good buddy Dan. Oh, oh man, Dan. Oh buddy.
2: That was my <laughs> I was doing a little little Britney Spears jingle underneath you because I'm because I'm stronger than yesterday. Yeah. Oh, you know all right. it's,
1: okay. Well there
2: you go. But uh <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know. It's another week, man. I'm just happy to be here and yeah. uh talk sporting KC with you.
1: We got air in our lungs, the sun came up again yeah and it could be yeah. worse <laughs> life's
2: good life's good certainly i don't even think there's that much like drama to talk about we'll just no, recap the happened. game and totally chill weekend yeah no players yeah,
1: tried to fight fans oh that
2: yeah i heard something uh, you know, about that totally fine. <laughs> so
1: we'll uh we'll, oh, get in, we'll get into all of it and and man well, we, we got, got
2: johnny russell on here himself to talk no we, <laughs> <laughs> we do,
1: do i not. did actually i was like would that and i was like absolutely they would not let johnny russell get on a podcast with us
2: what if you know i'm not you know i couldn't fake this because i'm not technological or anything but what if i just was like he's in the waiting room waiting to get into our our meeting here and i just add him and he's like (laughs) he's like hey mates
1: (laughs) it'd be pretty amazing i uh, i get the feeling that johnny's not going to be doing any talking for a little bit at least until any potential punishment comes down if there is one which maybe there won't be one i don't know we'll talk about it
2: um, i don't think he should get a punishment i think he'll get a, a scolding but whatever maybe
1: we'll see we'll, t- we'll talk about it all but uh but first if you uh if you have not yet left us a five-star rating and review on apple podcast or spotify please go do so we uh you were just telling me man we got quite a lot of uh, ratings on spotify now so yeah
2: it just shows that uh, apple is not the uh monopoly they claim to be when it comes to uh by the way people don't even people that have apple phones don't even like their podcast app i hate it it's it's awful well i'm torturing myself then i guess because that's what i
1: use oh you got it my wife's the same
2: way she has something else
1: i don't know yeah i use pocket casts and it's amazing pocket cast huh oh it's wonderful little easy little features that you should be able to do on the apple podcast app like queue up more than one episode at a time yeah can't do that in the regular apple podcast app. Podcasts i can go and I'll, I'll have like seven podcast episodes just ready to go on a playlist right i don't even know
2: up. i don't know how that would benefit me i guess i just i just click the next one when i'm ready for the next one
1: well if you you know you're working you don't want to have to go to your phone and find the next one you just be like boom 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 or you're driving and then it'll just start up right away so is that it's right good. it's good huh so guess
2: i never thought of that
1: Anywho, well, thank you to those of you who have left a rating or review. We appreciate you. Uh, if you've not yet done so, go leave that uh, review on Apple Podcasts, and, and we'll read it here on the air. Uh, if you have a question, comment, concern, let us know and we will read it on air. Um, okay. Concerns, gripes, Concerns, frustrations, airing of grievances, <laughs> um, thoughts on the system that Peter Vermees runs because some of you have it. Um, well, let where where are
2: we starting here we're jumping right into the game
1: i so here's here's what i i mean i guess so let's go through the game because because this is kind of a a a tale of two halves almost yeah yeah, true um this the lineup that came out first off we saw cam duke in the starting lineup i think for the first time this year
2: my wife was very angry she didn't wear a cam duke jersey
1: (laughs) she's like how could i have known (laughs) and i was excited because it's uh, it's not often that we get to see Cam Duke, you know, up at the number ten from first kick, and and it yeah. was pretty clear that, okay, Cam's going to be that attacking midfielder. Uh, we also saw the 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 lineup had Roger and Remy, and I think we all probably assumed okay, Cam at the ten, Roger at the eight, Remy at the six. Uh, that is not how it played out. Weirdly enough, uh, Roger started the game at the six, Remy at the eight because apparently they wanted uri to to play and and he was coming off a knock and, and he tested pre yeah. pregame, couldn't go so peter instead of switching their whole game plan up was like oh, i guess rogers is gonna play the six yeah so kind of
2: different and interesting to know that uri was ready to go i mean mm-hmm. they absolutely were gonna play him and then they assessed pre-game and was like nah, you're not going
1: yeah it's a um, like last
2: minute scratch is that right
1: yeah, yeah, they, they, they were trying to get him to go, and, and he just couldn't, and and I get it, I guess they were planning for that all all week, uh, I actually asked Peter, I was like, Roger at the six, was. I know Peter likes Remy at the eight a lot more than he likes him at the six, that's his natural position, and he keeps trying yeah. to say, we need to get him back up there farther up the field, so I was like, well, maybe they're just trying something new, Roger's not as fast as he used to be, maybe get him at the six, he lays back a little bit more, no, it was just, they didn't want to switch up everything they've been practicing all week, so, yeah, totally. I, and I thought Roger did fine at the six when he was there. Yeah, it was
2: fine. I mean, this was, uh, you know, th- th- this is first choice lineup, I guess, as much as it can be. Uh, For now. With the exception of maybe Logan and Denbe, we thought might mm-hmm. uh, be the starter over there. But Ben Sweat has some moments of good things. I mean, yeah. I, I I, know, I, how you feeling about Ben Sweat back there? Is he a consistent starter or just kind of showing you like, well, okay, that was good. Yeah, maybe.
1: I, I still think I prefer Ndenbe at left back yeah. there. Um, I think for ben what sweat, reason? Just like speed, maybe. Uh, speed. He's just a little bit more consistent. Um, he can recover on the defensive side a little bit more. Ben Sweat uh, about
2: had a moment of greatness with that little uh, half volley there on the on the, you know point break right there on the goal, right?
1: Yeah, and he got an assist on uh, on the Remy Voltaire goal. Um, yeah, which was mostly shallow. We'll talk about that shallow. He really set that up well, but Ben Sweat got the assist there. Um, yeah I just think in Denbe is, is a little bit more consistent back there defensively um, there's a lot of questions people have about the defense and and so I have some uh, some information that might dispel some of the misinformation about the defensive line we'll see you have inform- I,
2: what do you mean you have information I did a little
1: re- I, I just was doing some research looking at the amount of goals that we we've allowed oh. and, and whatnot just trying to i what don't know who you're talking to what is inside this? sources now that's what just, it sounded like i was like you breaking I news <laughs> breaking news to me <laughs> um no i just i, I don't know I, I think i like in Denver back there but if i see sweat there i'm not terribly concerned
2: yeah. yeah you're not gonna wipe it off or nothing you're gonna keep it there and uh let it be let it beat <laughs> all over that left side talking? my friend
1: <laughs> um yeah so so that's fine i a lot of people have concerns about the back line the back line is honestly the least of my concerns right now well
2: yeah unless you want to start getting grabby grabby like east Mat matt marine there and uh <laughs> you know pulling people down a lot of people thought by the way that was a, a kind of a soft foul and it's like yeah. well you still grabbed him yeah That's a foul. you can't do that
0: yeah.
2: yeah do you use your hands in soccer you should never do that I, I just, I
1: don't,
0: yeah.
2: No, I it, don't know. it's soft. If he didn't grab him though, and just kind of made body contact, that's, I don't think that gets called. But the fact that it was the grab, like you have to call that a hundred percent. Well, they didn't call it against Kyrie last week in Vancouver when he was grabbed from behind. Well, you have to call that 90% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie keeps you getting know what? beat up. Oh, here's our, how about this? This continued storyline. Last week, what I say, Kyrie, you want the foul? Play the game. You got to fall down dude he got like kind of fouled uh saturday Mm -hmm. and he fell down and the foul didn't get called and i was like i know nothing anymore
1: what is life (laughs) also elfath was calling a very strange game uh, for for a while like he was i would say mostly consistent on either side of the ball but he was just calling like every little thing like he was not letting people play at all
2: right he was an angry elfath
1: <laughs> oh man! i'm so glad you
2: got that right now that's hilarious <laughs> don't even got it. it don't cut it don't cut it don't cut it oh i won't don't worry <laughs> uh,
1: but like just i don't know some of the yellows that that people got i just i'm like what are what are we doing like it just felt like he was not letting people play at all um roger's yellow came fast i was like was he even warned ever that
2: yellow came right out
1: well roger got a yellow in the 52nd minute cam got that yellow in the 17th minute yeah um and and felipe got a yellow in the second half i just was like i just
2: mean as fast as he gave it to roger it's almost like he had his thumb on it ready to go
1: yeah and and it's listed as roger got it for descent so i don't know if roger said something maybe i'm
2: talking about the cam foul then
1: the cam one came pretty early like early in the game
2: i think that was the early one because yes because i was like well that's an early yellow what the hell
1: yeah it it was it was odd it was odd and and i don't remember i think it was maybe the felipe want to or i was just like he was just giving out yells for things that were really soft, but I was like, but I guess he's calling fouls for things that are really soft too. So relative to yeah. how he's calling the rest of the game, he just calling it real tight, but I don't know, man, I, I guess he was mostly consistent. I just, I didn't like the way that Elfath was calling the game. It, it felt like he was just inserting himself too much in, into plays where he didn't need to be there. Um, yeah. Pen, penalty kick. You know, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. It didn't end up matter, mattering ultimately because it's but uh beast so we had the back line that we've kind of seen for the last few games midfield was a little different and then we had Kyrie, daniel and and johnny on on the front line uh we were going against cj sapong and and we've had this bad run of of former skc players scoring against us uh and and cj kind of kept that going in this game we'll talk about that a little bit more but i was i wanted to be confident neither of us gave a prediction last week but i think we we know that this is a very good defensive wow. team um and walker zimmerman was coming back who's a best 11 you know defender of the year type player uh and, and nashville was a playoff team last year so this this is a good team and, and so i think we knew that this was going to be a challenge but i think we had hoped it would go better than it did
2: you know what i'm gonna say right and and you, you know this is your first game at children's mercy park right
1: me yeah this year why are you the jinx yeah why are you You the jinx
2: this year man
1: (laughs) that's that's fair apparently (laughs) i'm i i go out of the country we win i go to the game we lose it's not great not a
2: great stat but i'll uh you know we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that plot line as it Mm -hmm. develops throughout the year
1: i haven't given any predictions in terms of skc winning or losing so if
2: i can just create like a fake ass uh uh curse that is you I'm I'm all for it. The Jimmy Curse. <laughs> yeah. What shirt did you wear?
1: God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was wearing my my uh, USC hat to the game. Um, oh, fancy! Yeah, and your No Other Pod me. shirt, right? am my No Other Pod shirt. Um, Seriously, you wear that shit to the games? I've worn it before. I didn't wear it to this one. I had oh. a jacket. It was cold this game.
2: I didn't wear it. Oh yes, it was chilly.
1: That was pretty pretty cold. I did want to give out uh, a shout out to to Wesley Williams though, a listener of ours. He saw yeah, you met Wesley, saw my USC hat and yelled my name, and I looked around. I was like, who's calling me? And and I saw him looking at me, and never walking, before, so I never met him before, so I didn't know who he was. And he was like Oh, listener, and I was like, oh hey, so uh, very <laughs> cool. But, uh, That's awesome.
2: I uh, dude, when I get to those games, man, like I don't check my phone, and this time was especially yeah. legit because I had skinny jeans on, so my phone's kind of trapped in mm-hmm. my jeans yeah so i but it's also nice i don't want to uh i put it on silent so it's not right. vibrating like crazy from all the right. alerts and shit so yeah but no. he messaged me and he's like you know where you at dum-dum come meet me mm-hmm. and i was like
1: well out now i'm home now <laughs> He uh he messaged me too like is dan here i was like i think so but i don't think he checks twitter during the game i so. don't even
2: really check my phone during the game it's yeah. a, it's that's where
1: it's at so <laughs> sorry, sorry there, but... wesley <laughs> i think he was there for a bat his bachelor party he said well so, uh congrats or condolences he was at the bud light landing i'm pretty sure so oh nice very cool uh, but uh let's okay so lineup okay we're seeing you know this could be okay and and nashville's a good team but first half it it, it started off actually kind of the same way it started uh last week started off against vancouver where We had a couple early chances down the left side. Uh, Shallow, we had a couple of looks. And I actually turned to uh, to Chad Smith, who was sitting next to me in the press box. And I was like, well, a couple of good chances on the left side there. That's basically how everything started last week. And we know how that went. (laughs) So uh, a little bit of foreshadowing there, I guess. Um, But, you know, the the first thing that happened was, was the penalty was awarded in the 14th minute. Um, I guess you you think it it was a, a a fine penalty to call. You're saying don't pull people in, in the box, I guess
2: yeah, you can't. I mean yes, like if we're gonna bitch about how the foul should have got called on Kyrie, then there it is that's yes, correct call
1: yeah i I haven't probably watched it enough to to He didn't have to grab.
2: If he would have like like swept, like maybe swept his arm out of the way or something, I don't think that gets called. But he grabbed
1: it. That takes that takes effort. He fouled him on purpose. My gut reaction when I was watching this was, it was a soft penalty, Um, because I don't know. I just I thought that it it seemed a little. I thought he went down very easily. Yeah, but you have to call it. You have to. I'm watching the replay now. And, and I think it's a fine penalty. I, I agree with you. I think if if roles were reversed, well, and a defender did that to a sporting KC player, I would be pissed if that penalty was not called. And that's how 100%. I try to judge these things. So I think that's, I think that's totally fine. I you think, can't
2: celebrate one thing and bitch about the other, right? <laughs>
1: right. You got to be somewhat consistent. There was, I thought, potential for an offside shout, and it looks like maybe Graham Zusi is is holding him on. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I do think I do think it's it's really close, um, but it is what it is. Either way, Timilia steps up, and and man, this this was not a good penalty kick. I think he tried to panenka Timilia, but he hit it way yeah. too fast, and he just basically hit it right at Timilia. Oh sw- yeah, squarely down the middle of the net.
2: Tim was just leaning against his post, smoking a cigarette, waiting for that thing. Like
1: <laughs> it, did, it did not try to go around him at
2: all. He was just like, ah, thank you.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. So, you know, ball don't lie. And, uh, and so Tim, uh, Tim came up huge, as he has been known to do in the past. And, uh, and that was a very, very big save to keep it zero, zero, because that would have been a disastrous start 14 minutes in to go down one zero at home would have been absolutely terrible. But that flipped
2: the scales, dude. Like it tipped it. It tipped it the other direction, and we were off to the races because that we felt like a surge, man. That stadium got loud. Everyone was on their feet.
1: Very pumped. cool moment that Tim injected into the stadium's veins. Mm-hmm. That's a really good way to flip the momentum. I mean, to block a penalty kick totally deflates the momentum of the other team because it's like 80% right. of penalties are converted. So when when you land in that oh, 20% dude. spot, it's – uh, and against I don't Tim, know how that's, Tim does it. The, it's closer the, like to 50-50.
2: The numbers there are are staggering. A penalty kick should damn near be like a free throw in basketball. You should pretty much make them all the time,
0: right? Yeah,
2: yeah. there's no excuse. But Tim just, Tim just brick walls these guys, and I, I'm amazed because, I don't know, even in rec soccer, when you get a penalty, you're like, all right, well, they're going to score. Like, <laughs> you don't assume your keeper's going to do it.
1: Yeah, anytime somebody steps up to, to take a penalty against Tim, uh, it's it's – by no means a given that they're going to score. And I actually feel reasonably confident that there's a good chance they won't. So really good to have Tim back there. Um, And then you're right. Yeah, I kind of flipped the script. Uh, 25th minute, just about 10 minutes later, uh, EC finds Daniel on the left side. And man, this solo run from Daniel, he goes around two or three different Nashville players, slips a perfectly weighted ball uh, through the Nashville back line to Ben Sweat. Uh, who by the way almost messed it up i don't think he knew quite what what daniel was was going for there he started to cut into the box and then at the very last second realized daniel was kicking it down for a a cross uh got to it just in time sent it back toward the the penalty spot and remy voltaire with the late run coming in first time off his right foot perfectly executed powerful shot to the back of the net one zero sporting casey See, someone's always got to
2: crash the box like that, man. Someone's always got to come in if if they're if, if they're not the ones at the post ready to tap it in. Someone's got to be crashing that box, mm-hmm. and it seems to always be Remy. Like that seems to be where he scores from around that uh, uh space.
1: Yeah, Remy Remy's doing it pretty well. Uh, Roger used to do that quite a bit too when he was yeah. in that number eight spot. So there's definitely something about the way um the this, this, this sporting system is set up they have that that late crashing the box number eight who comes in and, and smash smashed in there and remy's a little bit more skilled on the ball than roger is from a technical perspective so um that i mean i was feeling really good when when remy put that one away i'm like okay it's one zero it's early sporting looks like we're rolling uh this this is pretty good so
2: yeah in my mind i was like let's just get to halftime with the lead and figure it out later you know what i mean let's we might not get nothing else you just don't know but i knew for a fact at halftime i said to my people i said this game doesn't end one nothing if we don't get another goal we're going to be in trouble like that's just common sense
1: i felt pretty good i mean both sides had a couple of chances leading uh into halftime but nothing really came to fruition um but at, at the half i'm like okay we're you know we're doing pretty good uh Peter did sub in uh, Felipe Hernandez for Cam Duke at halftime. I don't think that has anything to do with how Cam Duke was or wasn't playing in terms of quality. My guess is it was uh, a yellow card. He didn't want him Uh, to to continue to play. Um, Why didn't he
2: address that in, like, post game?
1: Did no one ask that? I don't know that anyone asked specifically. Yeah, I think you're right. I think because I asked about uh, Roger and Remy being where they were um but i don't i don't think i don't think anyone asked about was it a planned sub for for cam or not my guess is just i mean that's a long time especially when they're at that point sporting was up one zero you figure okay nashville's gonna be a little bit more aggressive you don't want cam to get a second yellow when he's trying to go in for a yeah. slide tackle or whatnot so i, I you
2: will it. need him in in games to come like our midfielders are, are not uh, a dime a dozen here you know
1: right right so um coming in at halftime or coming out at halftime it's 1-0 just five minutes into the second half uh, nashville gets a set piece and i feel like it's a it's been a, a broken record for the last however many years set piece defending seems to be one of sporting kc's achilles heels yeah and this rough, was man. no different this game um
2: it was a and set that's piece what from- peter was asked about it at the end man and just said it's unacceptable even tim Melia was like Mm -hmm. that's on everybody you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i mean this is ridiculous
1: everybody was pissed about it even felipe was pissed about it yeah uh, this one you know this wasn't even like the world's most dangerous set piece it was probably you know almost 40 yards out from the end line um offset so uh and it was taken uh short to the right winger down the, the the line um Really, nobody crashes him. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It looks like it's maybe Felipe who's down there. He's he's trying his best, but he can't block the ball. Uh, Dave Romney, the Nashville defender, slips away from his guy and just has an absolutely wide open free header from inside the six-yard line, and there's just nothing Tim can do there. And this is the one I think Peter is probably most pissed about, and I've watched this replay I don't know how many times. I think it's Kyrie's guy. Is it? I think Kyrie lets him go, and he just has a free header. Um, well,
2: then. Well, Peter made it very clear that uh, potentially this next run of games, we will not be seeing the regular starters. And I wonder yeah. if Kyrie was the person he's mentioning. Yeah. He said some. He said people just don't want to score or something, right? He's,
1: uh, I can tell you the exact quote that he said. Yeah um oh because you're looking up the uh yeah i'm looking it up right now here um so we I, I actually had asked him about um
2: oh he was re- asked about the halftime sub by the way
1: oh he was yeah
2: yeah he, but oh, all duke? he said was duke hasn't played a lot of games so getting oh. both those guys in giving them a chance okay. was just good for their legs and stuff
1: i forgot that he was asked about that i guess um so yeah. I, it was actually he, this quote came after i'd asked him about roger and and, and Remy. Um, but then he started talking about how much he, he liked what he saw from, from Voinovich and Janice. Um, and we'll talk about them here in just a little bit more, but then his, his exact quote was I would look forward to to seeing those guys a lot more going forward because if other guys go out and don't want to play, don't want to fight for it, we have other guys that have to step up and give them a chance.
2: Yeah. so That's rough, dude. So we might see some, some Marinos and some uh, Voinovich. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's hard to Who's really you tell. too to though? Kyrie and, and Daniel or something? Because Daniel had some great chances. I don't think Daniel's coming out. I think we're going to see more of Janice at the number 10. I think we'll see him in the midfield. I think maybe we'll see uh, Voinovich at striker. Um, it's tough to know. Now, I, I said it's probably Kyrie's guy. They also could be doing some zonal marking. So it's hard to really tell. But even if you're doing zonal marking, you kind of have to be aware of where the the, the the offensive players are on the field. So when Johnny kind of or excuse me, um uh Kyrie kind of inexplicably just lets Romney go and there's no sporting guy around him to pick him up. And then Romney has a free run into the box with the header four yards out from goal. To me, that's on Kyrie. Zeus he tries okay. to get over there, he can't get there in time. I think this is this is on Kyrie, and it, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah. So at that point, it's one-one i kind of had a real bad feeling at that moment i was like oh shit this is probably gonna go south Um, it felt
2: bad man like you're up one nail like the next goal is pretty important and
1: i don't know yeah it's it sucks and um the next goal in in the 68th minute um i'm kind of calling this a set piece even though it's technically a throw in they treated it kind of like a set piece they did the long long throw. throw Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's basically they're, they're running a training ground thing, kind of like a set piece. And, uh, and there's a loose ball on the box and sporting can't clear it. And and CJ Sapong gets on the end of it and puts it away and it's two one. And, and that's all she wrote. Um, Just really unfortunate. It's hard to pin this one on a specific person uh, except maybe you just think, you know, people got a little lazy, aren't moving as fast as they should. And, and it just, you know, not being able to clear the ball should not be an excuse for letting in a goal this easily. Yeah. So exactly. And you too. know what
2: though, man, it sucks because like Tim Milia had one of his best games this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: a lot of his stops and blocks and positioning and, and PK save it, it's, it was phenomenal from Tim. And so really positive stuff there at goalkeeping
1: yeah yeah it's true i mean he had the pk save um you know he he had four different saves um but you know the the goals there's there's not much that he can do about those goals because they're not really his fault yeah and you know people are tapping the ball in from from that close um this one just really sucks and 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 then we all know what happened we probably all know what happened after the game and and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this here a little bit too but um but before we get to what happened with johnny so you talked about a little bit what peter said in the post-game press conference um he was asked just sort of what went wrong and, and he simply put terrible mentality terrible defending mentality just terrible horrendous and that that was literally his answer and so clearly he's not happy um where uh,
2: where'd you read that at oh no i see it i see
1: (laughs) i i think this is i think people seem to think that peter he has his 433 and that's all he does and he never makes any corrections and he can never admit any mistakes or whatnot and i think people sort of get confused about whether the 433 the 433 is a formation and and yes peter has a style but it's it's not that they don't make changes and i and i think people think Peter's really stubborn and and always wants to put blame on, on players as opposed to taking some responsibility himself. And and I don't think that's necessarily true, but I do think when you look at some of the mistakes that have been made this year, defensively, they do just seem like really silly mental mistakes that players are making on the field. And eventually, yeah, you could say, maybe that's on the, the, the coaching staff, but um, I think that's probably why Peter's about ready to yank some guys and, and see what the bench players can do, because this something's not working. Well, I'm interested so, to see what happens. Yeah, he, he really liked um, when, when Janice and Voinovich came on late in the game, we were chasing a goal, um, and, and he said, you know, those two guys, they helped us in those last 20 minutes big time. They were busy. They helped us create a lot. And then he goes, well, you can't go overboard because the other team's winning 2-1, and, and they're playing away from home. So they start to sit in a little bit you put some pressure on because you've got nothing to lose but those two guys were really good and they were a handful for the other team they caused a lot of problems so that was really good to see and that's when he then said they're going to uh, probably be in a lot more if other guys don't want to play and don't want to fight for it mm-hmm. um and, and and then in the next question he was asked about the first goal conceded and he goes it was actually a really simple play it was an actually an easier play than if they would have stuck the ball in on the first ball, the fact that we couldn't manage that just terrible on us as a staff and everything. So he's taken a little bit of responsibility there too, as a, as a coaching staff, mm-hmm. I think this is just, I don't know. I, a lot of people are worried about the back line. And I said, I looked up some things earlier cause I was, I was a little curious. Okay. The goals that were given up, which through seven games, we've given up 11 goals. So less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Of those 11 goals, three of them are off set pieces or what I'm considering a set piece with that long throw in. There was a Colorado set piece goal. And then the two here in Nashville, Uh, one of them was a, a penalty kick. So that's one that's really hard to stop. And then two more were just super uncharacteristic howlers from Tim Melia in the Chicago game. Like he literally, the ball just like squeezed through his legs. So that's, Six of your 11 goals, either from set piece defending, a penalty kick, or Tim Melia mistakes. If you take those away, which are silly mental errors in a lot of ways, okay, now I know I'm stretching some things here, but you have five other more run of play goals through seven games. That's a lot more manageable. and And even those, like two or three of them are against the run of play. They're on counters, which isn't entirely on the defensive line either, depending on where the ball's given away in the midfield. All that is to say, I don't think that the combination of Fontas and EC is the problem per se. Or I don't think Zusi and Sweat are the problem. I think we have bigger problems as a team that are in the midfield and the front line. But that's that's my my soapbox about the defense. <laughs> so Okay. There you go. Um we did. So you didn't see it after the game, I don't think, until you saw a video later. I saw Johnny kind of mad after the game, but he was down by the south stand. He was pointing toward the cauldron, and I was like, what's going on? Why is Johnny mad? And then we started hearing rumors. Someone was like, I know someone in the cauldron. They say Johnny almost, he got into it with a fan. And then we see this video that comes out on Twitter from uh, Shaq Nicholson on Twitter, and Johnny's kind of walking away. He's clapping toward the cauldron, And then he turns towards someone in particular and seems to be sort of gesturing about and and pointing to the field, clearly mad about something. And he walks toward him and he hops over the ad board. He doesn't actually get in the stands, but he starts almost getting in a shouting match with, with one fan in particular. Um, And that fan looks like he's kind of yelling back at him at Johnny. And then Johnny gets sort of escorted away, but, this was very uncharacteristic for Johnny.
2: This was different, which makes me feel that something was said. Like Johnny's not running over there because people chanted, "We deserve better," right?
1: Well, so that that's the other thing. This this came from the Fountain City Ultras, and and I don't want to mm-hmm. get into uh, you know, he said, she said, whatever. But for Fountain sure. City put, is that they put up a statement. You can go read it online, and and what they said was basically. They were singing chants of We Deserve Better and Not Good Enough. Um, They, through their long statement, they say, hey, we're not mad at Johnny. We don't blame Johnny. We're not disappointed by what he did. Um, They say they're disappointed with how the club reacted. Now, from the video, I didn't see the club react in any sort of way. Like I didn't see security doing anything other than try to sort of break up the the fight. I don't know. Well, what did the club do or not do? Uh, They were... I don't know. Even um, they say that we were proceeded to be corralled by both fans and police, even though we were outnumbered and showing no signs of hostility, and we were berated by stadium staff and attempted to be instigated.
2: So okay, I, so I they don't. Were,
1: they were no protecting brains. their players. Here, here's here's the thing. Here are my thoughts on this situation. Ch- chanting, we deserve better, and not good enough, at the players on the field after an already frustrating and embarrassing loss probably is not going to do anything. John and I think that's that's visible by Johnny Russell's response. Johnny Russell and the rest of the players know better than anyone else that that wasn't good enough. They'd be the first ones to tell you we're not playing good enough. Tim Melia post game said we're not playing good enough. Felipe Hernandez said post game we're not playing good enough. They know it. Um Yeah, you're allowed as fans to do this. You're allowed to criticize, but I just think it's. I guess I'm wondering what's what's the goal here? Why why are you chanting? And maybe you say we're not chanting this. The players, we're chanting this just at the club in general. But I just like.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, dude. The players don't owe us a damn thing. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I'm not trying to police what fan groups do or don't say i mean they're more than welcome to to say whatever they want to within you know as long as it's not threats or what it doesn't
2: reflect everyone by any means dude people came out in the masses saying like listen i'm a fan i'm still going to support and make the players feel good because they're human beings why am i going to say you suck this is not a wrestling match
1: and i think there's plenty there there's this is the thing i think nuance gets lost in conversations like this a lot of time there's ways to both be a supportive fan and also hold the team to a high standard and, and, and have questions. I just, I don't think after the loss, like first off, I don't like the phrase we deserve better. Because why?
2: Because it's the first week of April, Jimmy.
1: It just, it feels a little bit entitled. And I also think it's like, we're at a club that yeah we haven't won a mls cup since 2013 but sure we haven't won a a u.s open cup since 2017 but we're making the playoffs every year you know they're dealing with a lot of injuries which can only be an excuse for so long but like this is not a club that has a history like a houston or a dallas or whatever of underperforming selling off your players as soon as they get any sort of value and just generally not caring about winning clearly this club cares about winning so i think you're you're not giving the players and you're not giving the staff quite enough credit with the, we deserve better chance, just seven games into a season.
2: Seven games into the season. We deserve better, which by the way, you, you deserve nothing. You <laughs> They don't owe you a damn thing. Uh, you know, you paid your money to be there. You don't
1: like the product on the field. Don't go,
2: you know, what are you, what are you doing? You, you're paying to go there and bring negativity, I guess.
1: I think if, if this were a case of like, let's say last year was another year like 2019 and then in the offseason peter and co didn't do anything to adjust the the roster and then they came back out and it just was a continued shit show that that started the year before and continued. that's a different story then if you as a fan you're like what we knew this was going to be terrible what are we doing i don't think any of us thought that we were going to start two and five this year sure
2: no now let me tell you this i i a couple things i have in my mind a small personal preference, a little switch, a little tick, if you will, that by mid-May, you know, towards the end of May, mm-hmm. if they haven't like turned this damn thing around, I will, I will then pr- gladly panic along <laughs> with everybody else. I will say, you know what? Damn it! It would be nice to deserve a little better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know. I have, I have that line. I, I'm not panicking yet. I think it's fair to ask questions. I think it's sure. fair to say, you know, definition of crazy. You do the same thing over and over again. And you expect different results. I think it's fair at this point to be like, maybe Peter should try something different. And I, and it sounds like he's going to do that. Sounds like he's being like, yeah. Hey, we're about to, to bring some people in. Um, once we get to about the 10 or 12 game line, if, if we're still having these discussions, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be more concerned for sure. Um, I, and, and I'm not comfortable right now. I don't want to be two and five. Uh, but I'm curious to see how Voinovich and Johnny's do. I still would like to see Gotti get back in there. I'd like to see Ori get back in there. Um, I think having such massive rotation in the midfield is making it really difficult. Um, I think there's no connection between the back line and the front line. And I think that's where we're getting really burned on some of these counters. Um,
2: well, you know how things could only get better. We, we could just shit. Let's go play the, uh, you know, let's let's go play the top, the second team in the league uh, this Sunday, huh? LAFC. Let's go, let's go play <laughs> LAFC, who's first in the conference. That'll be, I'm sure, will be great.
1: <laughs> Who are pissed coming off of a heartbreaking VAR overturned goal that would have got them a draw with their arch rival. So yeah,
2: yeah, that was a bad <laughs> deal. It's um, both LA teams at the top, man. I mean, it's a uh, Sporting stays down there with the with the scrubs, yeah. you know. But Seattle's down there with the scrubs too, man. We all gotta just calm down. You got Seattle and Minnesota right above you. They're bound to make the playoffs. Yeah. Anything could happen. I see all this doom and gloom, buddy, on Twitter. You don't go on Twitter unless you want to be mad. That's <laughs> that's all there is to it. I just can't get on the doom and gloom thing. Is it being a Kansas City sports fan and like doom and gloom in the Chiefs all the time and whatever quarterback of the of the week they had? Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's just different now. And we gotta just. Keep the faith, man. The soccer gods, the Northern other pod gods. That's us.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. This whole thing, it's just, this is a fascinating experiment, I guess, in human psychology, because like I said, we're a little spoiled as sporting fans given the continued run of success we have. And, and, and that's why I understand why the fans hold the team and the club to a higher standard. I don't get the yelling specifically at, at Johnny. Um, I, Clearly, I have to believe something more was said other than just "we deserve better" and and not good enough because Johnny's heard worse shit than that before, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the Cauldron says they're doing an investigation. We'll see. I I like I want to be clear. I'm not saying fans shouldn't be critical. Fans fans can be critical. Is you're well within your rights to be critical. I just I, I and I'm not trying to tell people how and when they should voice their displeasure. But I just going after the players after that game um, or guys like Johnny, Johnny wasn't the problem in that game. Johnny's out there busting his ass. And I think the, you know, Johnny's reaction showed that he cares about this club more than just about anybody else. He wouldn't mm-hmm. be yelling at fans like that. If he didn't care.
2: That's something else, man. It, it makes me kind of sad though. Like that, that even happened, you know? And
1: Yeah, it's not good. And, and the rest of the leagues, I'm, I'm sure. Extra time this week, so you see can't find any time Kansas City. Maybe you see Johnny Russell's trying to yep. fight fans in the stands.
2: Only talk about us when bad things are happening. But, you know, you got uh, – I don't want to say we're the new Atlanta, but, like, damn it, dude. We're, we're looking bad to everyone
1: else right now. So, let's clean it up. Do you, do you think he'll get fined or suspended or something? Because no. some people are being like, oh, he, he climbed into the stands. and and So? He – well, you're not allowed to – if he actually got all the way into the stands I would, I would actually would get it a little bit he's sort of in that weird in between where he hopped behind the ad board and there's that walkway in front of the cauldron yeah. where he didn't actually like get into the stands yeah. specifically he just was kind of near the stands.
2: doesn't matter yeah. he didn't assault anybody he didn't do anything i i would i would assume he gets a, a talking to from management and perhaps some pr people yeah i guarantee he
1: gets a talking to because i mean he, he knows that's unacceptable i wouldn't be surprised if there was you know a um a small fine of some sort
2: really yeah i'd be sad if that happens like i'm just like don't don't fine him like
1: i don't think it's coming from the team i think if it came from anywhere, it the, league? From the league sure okay uh but well
2: the league has fined people for less you know what i mean so well, kaku tried to kill somebody and got what two games that was insane <laughs> kaku literally put a man in a hospital right and and nothing happened so big man. deal yeah intentionally kicking a ball into the stands so um, i don't know what that what that dude got by the way to make it right like did they i think red bulls players came over after the game yeah and were like I mean, apologizing on his behalf which is like wow great character
1: right that that dude i can't let that dude um yeah we got a Crap ton of questions. So we're, we're not going oh, to get through all of this. We
2: got to fucking breeze through.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's try to get through, through some of these here. Um, <clears throat> Mitchell Dimer, uh, he said he sent this one in uh, on, on Sunday. He wasn't even waiting for us to ask. Oh, oh,
2: he was um, fast. These, these,
1: these were his thoughts. Um, great first half with the best goal of the season, which I agree. Team goal was gorgeous. Uh, oh, yeah. He says, between Fontis and EC, is there some dysfunction? Is it time to break the duo up? Uh. I kind of talked about that I, first. Up, I don't know who really. I, I don't know that anyone's ready to step in there full time, and and I'm still not convinced that they're the problem here. I think these goals are coming from elsewhere.
2: You still got Voladair on the sideline. I think uh, yeah. we got a question about him. Like, when is it time to?
1: And maybe, maybe nope, Peter. You'll see the question yeah maybe, maybe peter looks and says you know what i don't see the effort from from Easy, or i don't see the effort from fontes that i want and maybe volater does come in next game who knows mm-hmm. um in terms of the goals that were given up i'm not 100 sure it's it's on those two but we'll see no and for then sure. uh his last question was is the shelton as a striker experiment over um well you got another option well i mean it sounds like based on post game comments it's over at least for now i don't think it's over forever but, yeah, I mean,
2: Voinovich had a couple a couple chances, and obviously he's had more training with the team now, so he is growing more comfortable. So maybe we see a little more Voinovich man or, or something.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Kev Mendo, 509, says, I know we've all been pushing that it's been blank games, no need to panic, and it's still only seven games in. But are we close to the point where it's looking like a total shit show? No discernible rhythm for the offense. The defense keeps leaking ugly goals. And now we have Saturday's madness. So do we give it another few games and see how Janice and Voinovich do starting together? Yes.
2: yes. <laughs> you give yeah. it a few games and, and you think, you know what, dude, what if they go up there and smack LAFC? What if they just play out of their minds? You don't know why, why would they play out of their minds? Maybe because their captain about fought a supporter. Like mm. <laughs> that's why shit is y- you think you're panicking You think you're stressed about this team? These players are stressed about their jobs. Do you ever go to work, dude? And you're like, oh my God, I just, I got to perform today. I really got to perform today. This is bad. (laughs) I need to get this paper in on time, you know? Yeah. No, that's stressful. That's not us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wesley Williams, he says, we can't keep saying quote, we're injured and we'll turn it around. I don't see who we get back from injury that can fix the issues we're having, which I think Gotti certainly helps, but yeah, I mean, there, there's it's going to be more than just one player. Um, yeah. and he said, you know, Nashville is good, but good lord, our defense or excuse me, good lord, our offense just looks so stagnant. We were betting on JFR and Daniel Shalloway to carry their form from last year, but it's not happening and was probably a tall task to do so. Uh, I, I think there's there is some fair criticism in there. Um, both of them had pretty s- close to career, if not career, years, and and so. We were hoping they could do it again. Now, Peter brought in Janice. as a little bit of, you know, insurance on the left wing. I think we'll see him at attacking midfielder until we get Gotti back. Probably. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this or not. It felt like before Janice and Voinovich came in, we're not – I, I really think the midfield right now is the crux of our problem. And 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 some of its injuries, and I, I don't think Gaudi alone will fix it all. I think it's just there's been so much rotation that, uh, you know, Kev Mendo's right. There's no rhythm. And I think even uh, our guy Bob uh, said this in a message to us, talking about, like, there's no rhythm. There's, there's you know, we're, we're just totally out of sync. Um, and, and I think it really stems from that midfield, whether it be offensively or defensively, not being able to control the midfield, not being able to connect the back line to the front line and vice versa. But did you notice when John East came in, seemed like we were able to play the ball through the middle a little bit more. We weren't like sure. befo- before him, we were just whipping in crosses from the outside and hoping they, they landed somewhere.
2: I'm hoping they landed. Yeah. It certainly felt that way. Right.
1: So I, I, I think and that's where we had the the sporting offensive woes of like 2017 or, or or whatever is when it's like okay we don't know what else to do so we just start whipping and crosses, and, and that's why Johnny and Daniel don't don't look like what they looked like last year is because last year they were so good not because they were whipping and crosses but because they were able to get into the box find space and, and score. Absolutely, they're not doing that this year because there there isn't really much space and and there's no midfield to really help them create so we'll Agreed. see uh, i don't know chip colmia says based on the first couple of games and seeing the possibilities with the starting 11 uh who would you pick so i think i don't know voinovich daniel and johnny probably and, and then i mean obviously i'd like Gotti in there but if he's yeah not hurt Janice, and i probably have remy and Ori in there And then in Denbe Fontex. What are you doing? Just building the
2: 11 based off the game? Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I I think in Denbe at the back, I think center backs are fine. And Zeusi had a great game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I still like. What's the second part of Chip's question? I was about to get there. Aside from the vegan Italian sausage, what has been the biggest letdown so far this season?
2: Bro, that sausage was like wet. I mean, like the bun was wet. And I was just like, damn, what do they do? Steam these buns in a freaking Asian spa or something like this is, this is moist. That's gross. <laughs> and the sausage was, I don't know, just real oily. So, but you know what the big deal is now? All you vegans out there, the thing is, get the Beyond Burger, dude. You get the mm. Beyond Burger, the, the bread on it's great. You just have them remove the cheese. They actually throw lettuce, tomato, and pickle on there to where yeah. I'm like, I'm getting a veggie on a Saturday. This is crazy.
1: Is that from BRGR or is it from? I think so.
2: Okay. I think it's BRGR. Yeah. Because literally I I was going to go the. I just got there. was going to go to the restroom. Had my wife get us two pretzels. And I'm in the restroom and my watch vibrates with like a charge on my credit card. And it says like, $38. $38. I'm like, how many fucking pretzels <laughs> did we get? But she's like, I got us burgers. I made an executive decision. I hope you want it. <laughs> I am like, I do. I thought she bought, like five... <laughs> bought five pretzels.
0: <laughs> Holy shit.
2: Very oh, funny.
1: Oh. I like Beyond Meat. I think it's good.
2: Nothing wrong with it. Uh, Impossible's right up there too. Uh, yeah. I I go back and forth. Some days I'm like, Impossible's the best. Other days I'm like, nah, it's Beyond Yeah. Just,
1: can't pick. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, let's see, Mark Anthony, our uh, our favorite Latin singer. Uh,
2: baby girl.
1: <laughs> he needs to know. Um, PV had some smoking post-match hot takes. Any of his comments unfair? Uh
2: probably the Spanish ones because I didn't know what he was saying.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> but the uh
2: what I did understand is that it's not, I don't think it's unfair at all. But no. holy shit, if he wasn't saying things like I hope they're watching the press conference right now. I hope they can hear me from the locker room.
1: You know, well, here's here's the thing. I f- I forgot to mention this earlier. Um, press conference started later than it normally did. Usually they say it's about ten minutes after the first kick the press conference starts, and and we were sitting there for a long time. And well, it was yeah, because they happening. were
2: rallying a player <laughs> from the field,
1: and and so we're waiting and we're waiting, and and uh, you know Daniel Sperry asks uh, Kurt the the communications director. he goes, do we we know what players we're getting or do do we know what's going on? He goes, there's a team meeting right now. Don't know what's going on yet. And so I was like, that's never good. So we all know what Peter said to us publicly. God knows what Peter said to that team in that locker room. I would not want to be in there.
2: Well now I, I wish I was, but like, I also wish I was allowed to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Like would love to be a fly on the wall and then just, all right, buzz off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's uh I don't know. Um, everybody everybody was pissed. Tim said, we're collectively, every single one of us on the field, too soft in those moments talking about the set pieces. So I think there were some choice words that that were said in there. And Tim did this thing. This is my own interpretation of what Tim was doing. Because um, Tim was asked, do you agree with Peter's assessment that there was just mental mistakes, silly mistakes, You know, just a terrible effort, terrible mentality defending those set pieces. And Tim was he like, did. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And then he kind of did that thing. That's what he added in. that uh, We all, you know, every single one of us need to be better. And I think that was Tim's natural. Like, I got to blame yeah. myself a little bit too, because Tim's a good leader. Sure. But what he wants to say is, how could that possibly be my fault? Yeah. I have a
2: whole goal to protect. <laughs> I, I got the
1: feeling that Tim was a little bit pissed at some of the, his teammates out there.
2: Probably. So. I mean, because as a goalie too, you do direct your guys where you want them. And if they don't do what you ask, and then something bad happens like how pissed are you going to be
1: yeah yeah um puffy mac this is a comment uh i think you're going to appreciate this one i don't know if you saw it he goes the players do not quote oh the fans wins they're playing hard but the team has had injuries and some new players if you feel the need to heckle number seven please go fuck yourself oh that's funny <laughs> no i hadn't i hadn't seen that but that's how i feel i'm like they don't owe you shit you know yeah yeah like i said i get fan frustration i just sure. think sure yelling at the players but now, are we the toxic the fan
2: base now is this a turn meaning we might be the no, hated ones not. in america
1: I, I don't think america cares enough about us to us be the hated ones for i mean us in, yelling in our MLS, own players in the league i think that people are laughing at us yeah, oh yeah i think people are laughing i don't think they hate us for this i think there's gonna be like oh like the silly kansas Cityans just fighting with themselves
2: yeah like and i'm 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 embarrassed too because when we scored my my dumb ass was like shushing the visiting supporters you know <laughs> i was it's like nice folk down. from
1: nashville <laughs> yeah
2: absolutely. well they were heckling us that so you heckle yeah. back and forth and that's that's why i like our seats because it's all it's all for fun right yeah. it's nothing until someone flips the birds i'm like why do you got to flip them off what is that
1: I, I like playing nashville i think this could be a fun little like you know rivalry uh, of sorts you know we're not gonna go, that go far back to away, the east though man they're gonna go back probably, to the east i know that's why you got to
2: go to nashville this year for their new stadium
1: it's true they're 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 a good team that has a passionate fan base but not an annoying fan base at least that i've run across like not in the same way that austin or charlotte or atlanta has yeah those fan bases suck i haven't had a run in with nashville twitter so
2: true 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 Um, well yeah they all seem nice they actually chanted the whole damn time so i mean it was it was cool to hear
1: uh let's see uh chad bunny on twitter says sporting getting smoked on the transition uh, has been going on for at least four seasons running i'd say we're at our most vulnerable when we have a corner kick fool me once shame on you fool me twice or four seasons straight shame on me or something like that uh, dude you're
2: not wrong when we yeah. have a corner kick we kind of press everyone up and then they just catch us on a counter and it's like oh shit here we go
1: yeah and and, and even just Counters against the run of play, even if it's not off a corner, if we're up there attacking, and then the midfield gives the ball away. That's where I see a lot of our problems starting. Um, that's where I'd really like to see some more consistency in the midfield there. Yeah. Um, and then I guess last question that we'll go over today. Um, Axel Foley says, Why does this team feel so unprepared for the season, specifically when it comes to personnel? I'm not an MLS roster expert, but can we really blame the DP and international spots on bad luck PV and company seem to be avoiding criticism for the roster. Uh, Do you have outside of the injuries? Do you have issues with the way the roster is constructed generally? I mean, no, I guess not. I don't, I don't think so either. Um, I don't know if there's a better
2: thing to do with it right now. Like this is.
1: I look at this raw coming into the season. I think we've all said this before the season. I looked at the way the roster was constructed this year and I thought it was better constructed than last year.
2: Yeah. I mean, then you find out Polito's out for the season and that King is going to miss several games and it's like, okay, shit changes things.
1: I think maybe the biggest mistake, if you want to call it that. um, And this is hindsight. 2020 is it'd be real nice to have Ilier right about now. Uh, yeah. But Ilya was, was getting older and he wasn't a perfect fit for the, the style of play as much anymore. And he was expensive. So I, from a pure business standpoint, I don't blame that decision. I, I don't blame them for that decision. It just would be nice to have him right now. I, I don't think the problem is with the roster construction, honestly. Um, no.
2: Yeah. But it's back to the Elie thing real quick. I mean, it wasn't, you're right. It was business, good business. So. Yeah, yeah, he was a very expensive player.
1: I uh, I do regret that we never got barbecue with him before he left. But yeah, you
2: know.
1: sad deal. Hindsight twenty twenty. Um, I don't know. I, unprepared. I think they feel unprepared because every week is a different lineup. Like we don't have any consistency, yet, and that is injuries, um, and yeah. that is bad luck. And yeah, you lose your most expensive player in the history of the club that's going to hurt then you lose your other we're we're down two of our three designated players and the third one that we still have is johnny russell who could be bought down to be a tam player so we're you could argue compared to some other teams in the league we're basically playing with no designated players right now and that's due to injury so that is that is bad luck um you know and and it's not that they weren't trying to find a striker they were trying to find a striker all off season because they knew this was coming with with for sure
2: and you know, might as well come off it and just roll with these punches and, and cheer on these guys because you know Voinovich ain't gonna score if you're telling him you deserve better and like you suck or whatever. Like what the hell? Why do they want to play for you? You know what I mean? So right. Let's just uh, show up, show out and let them uh, let them know we're behind them because this is rough
1: for them too. So you're your sort of like line in the sand, I guess, is middle to end of May. You think? Well, that's kind of where I, I'm, I'm going to say end of May.
2: That's kind of where I'm at. If things stay, like if we go on a losing run from here till the end of May, it's going to be scary. It's going to be a scary year. So, but also you're going to be looking at uh, tactics. You're going to be looking mm-hmm. at fitness and uh, game results and stuff like that and, and play and personal results. Yeah. I want to see how, where everyone's at in May. And if yeah. it's still here, I think we can all safely say, holy shit.
1: Yeah. The, the standings that are, are existing right now are not going to be where the standings are at the end of the season. I mean, right now, Portland, Seattle, Minnesota, Colorado, and Kansas City are all out of the playoffs. If you were to look at the playoff line. Right. With so San
2: Jose and Vancouver, which are always the dwellers. Those two are
1: expected. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them, I think, you know, you could swap out Austin, Dallas, Houston, you know, the Galaxy were not good last year. I mean, there's going to be so much movement it's just a matter of can skc go on a a run and and i think they can um but you know i think you and i have probably been more patient than a lot of people and at some point we're going to start asking those same questions everybody else is asking and if it gets to that point they're going to be feel validated and they're going to be like we were right we've been trying to say this for months and you know what yeah maybe maybe that's what happens yeah uh but but you know i right now I don't want to be miserable to the extent of like hop seven games into a 34 game season. It's over. I'm right. concerned.
2: I'll be interested to see if attendance drops off a little bit soon. It's only been three home games, but you know, if results don't come, attendance does drop off and that's a, that's a huge deal. Yeah. It's true. I'm not saying we're that shallow or fickle or anything. I mean, but uh, we'll, we'll just have to
1: see, you know, you, you did point out uh, to, our Twitter, uh, Twitter fans on, on, uh, Twitter.com that last time sporting KC went two and five to their first, uh, seven games was back in 2011 and they won the East. Um, yeah.
2: now granted that, uh, was all on the road, of course, yes, because their stadium was stadium. being built, but mm-hmm. you know, you could argue that four of our seven have been on the, on the road here, mm-hmm. more than and half our games,
1: two of the home games they've played. So yeah, I think they're, there's some positive things to take basically in that this is a long, long season. You know, mm-hmm. our, our next home game isn't until uh, April 23rd against Columbus. Um, and then a week later against Dallas um, there's some opportunity to make up some ground here. And, and you know what? Um, it might not be honestly until sporting might make a run late in the year because let's see, I'm looking at our schedule right now. And one, two. Uh, I'm doing some counting. This is fun to watch. Ten, what so, are you, 12, what, are you, what are you eight doing? of our last 12 games are at home. Right. So, that's have, where
2: people have made the playoffs before, man.
1: We have a, an opportunity from July 23rd on, if we keep our home form up, to make quite a little bit of a run in the Western Conference. For sure.
2: But let's, you know, a lot of times you want to give teams, like, okay, we'll see where they're at at the All Star break. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? uh mls it's tough to say that precisely but you know even peter said it takes about 10 games to understand things and that's that's well before the end of may so
1: right it's uh it's gonna be interesting i mean look we have two more games in april then we have five games in may only three in june um but then six games in july so there's gonna be some roster rotation there's gonna need to be some things figured out um I I still think this team gets on track whether they can fight their way all the way back up to a home playoff spot or not. Technically they could, it's going to get harder the longer this takes. If you were to, you know, make me put money on this and say, do they make the playoffs at the end of the season? I think they still make it. I don't think we miss the playoffs. We might not host a home playoff game, but I I think we get in. And and that's all we need to do right now is just try to get in. Yeah, for sure. So early, dude, so (sighs) many games left you know deep breaths i i totally get the 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 instinct to just go crazy and, and sure. panic but
2: and our opinion will change one of these days if, it if will. things keep going the way they are we're, we're gonna
1: tell the truth and be like this isn't fun this isn't good right we're not gonna be all you know rainbows and roses i'm i can tell you now i'm, I'm yeah. less confident now than i was last week i still think they can of turn course. it around i'm curious to see what voinovich and Janice can do in the starting lineup consistently yeah um if i think people want to w-
2: see us melt down as well and <laughs> you know i
1: i've grown okay i've grown
2: but <laughs> yeah but i think uh it's it's just not it's a realist podcast we're being being honest
1: mm-hmm. here if if johnny's and voinovich can't really spark this attack then i'm gonna start feeling a little bit more concerned and i'm gonna be like okay i don't know where we go from here mm-hmm. but we'll see so we'll see that's about all i got this week man you got anything else That is it, man.
2: Everybody, uh, hug a Scotsman this week because (laughs) they're coming for us.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for listening with us and and sticking through with us. I know it's been tough. I mean, Hey, let us know, send us, send us tweets, send us emails. Let us know if you agree with us, disagree with us. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no other pod at Dan at JC Mac zero three, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod, shoot us an email, no other pod at Gmail dot uh, but until next week he's Dan I'm Jimmy we'll catch y'all later see ya
2: they don't owe us shit